64. All right. What's going on? We're jumping right in. Nice. What's happening? Come on. Wasting my time. Let's go. <laughs> I'm a busy CEO. Uh, you are a busy CEO. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. Well, we have, we have all kinds of stuff to talk about, as we always do. Um, all right. We'll give a, we'll give a HAST update. HAST. Right. HAST is how are sales today. That's right. Internally now known as HAST. Because we're lazy bastards and we, we have to acronym everything we do. It's not an acronym. No? An acronym has to be a word that uh, has to be a, an English word. So, like, really? uh, NASA is not an acronym. Oh. But uh, now I have to think of an actual acronym. Hold on. Now, what is it then? That must have a name. And I don't know. What the <laughs> series of letters that stand for words. So, an acronym would be like if it was FAST. Yeah, FAST would be an acronym. But that was actually. Past is not. Unless there's a word past it. I don't know what the meaning of it is. <laughs> Are you sure about this? Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> this, this is the, the the English podcast ran by a Russian born. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're gonna have to. Maybe we'll do feedback next week. We'll be one of those shows that starts doing the feedback. See if you're right about that. Um, agents or agent agents of Marvel agents of mm-hmm. Shield 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 is an acronym. <laughs> you sound like you're on a game show. Like Shield <laughs> Shield Alex. That is the that that is the, the the dumbest example that I could think of. What is Shield? I don't know. Secure? No, no, the, no. What is Shield from like Alex Trebek? You know, oh, you're okay. on the game show. Yeah, I, I have no idea what. Yeah, the Shield. That's I've been watching this uh, Jessica Jones. You watch that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It's all right. It's one of these Marvel Cinematic Universe things. I also watched Daredevil. Did you watch the Daredevil? I saw the first one. I didn't like it. Yeah, you didn't like it. You probably wouldn't like this either. Daredevil was better, I'd say, overall. This is like, what's unfortunate about this is I think this is actually a better, um, I like the general vibe of it better. And I think being like the female superhero thing, and she's not like super, super powerful. So it's got an interesting thing going on in Bad Guys, all right? But because it's a woman, it's like, they do, it's like just over the top. Like it's written by a teenage boy for a woman. And I think it's actually written by a woman, but it's just so teenage boyish. <laughs> a lot of Marvel is written that way, actually. Yeah, I know. But this is just like, you know, because it's a girl, it feels like there's a sex scene in every episode. And, you know, you never see a sex scene in Avengers. <laughs> or is that a, you know, right? You just crack open a bush light there. <laughs> or, or, or a can of seltzer. <laughs> the past blue ribbon you got there for the podcast. <laughs> Taking it off in style. Jeez. Um, anyway. Our model so, writes all their shit that way. It's, it's just, it's, I can't do the whole, what's his name? The guy that does in all the cameos and all the Spider-Man movies. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. I, I can't do that whiz-bang bullshit that he does with all of his... Two Star Wars for you. I need darkness and introspection. See, that's where this Jessica Jones has a little bit more darkness than some of the other ones. So I, that's like the cool part. But yeah, and it's all it's very linear, which a lot of the Marvel stuff is very linear also, which I don't really like either. You know, there's no there's no twists really. It's just yeah, it's just linear. And there's no the other problem with all these Netflix things, even like House of Cards. You watch House of Cards? Uh, no, but I, I've been meaning to at least yeah. look into it. That's pretty good. The first few seasons are good. The, the last one's not so great, but all of them are too long. I used to hate how uh, Game of Thrones is only ten episodes a season, but you don't watch that either. I don't think, right? My wife does. Yeah. So, so I read the books, right? So they're cutting out. Tons and tons of stuff they cut out. And there's only 10 episodes, and I wish there was more episodes, right? But at the same time, now I wish that all these Netflix ones were 10 episodes, and they're all like 13. Orange is New Black, too. They're all 13, and they're all too long, because they, they always focus entirely on the main character, for the most part. There's no like Lost-style episodes where you just go a whole episode into one of the other characters, so you really don't care about the other characters. And yeah, it's just weak. So I think they need to be shorter and more character kind of build up the, the surrounding characters. I'm a, I'm a Batman person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you watch the Gotham show? I haven't watched that. No, I don't like teenager versions of anything. <laughs> um, 
in it either. So I guess that's uh, kinda... but I like the darker. I like Batman Hush. I like the Killing Joke. I like um, that Halloween one. Um, sort of like the top Batman graphic novels. If you pull up a list of the best mm-hmm. Batman graphic novels, they're all there. I actually um, bought a Batman graphic novel recently because I was in the mood for a, a graphic novel, but I'm not sure which one it is. I didn't read it yet. The Watchmen, things like that. I like things that are a little bit more introspective, character development, things like that. Mm. And a little less whiz-bang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Hast. Oh, yeah. We got, we got sidetracked the there. The non-acronym. Non- we usually save entertainment for the, uh, the back half here. No, it's just totally taking over. <laughs> Pretty soon it'll just be all... I'm just following suit on your new your new show. We're gonna we're gonna change the format of this show to be more in line with <laughs> with anything but code, and it's just gonna be like a movie and game and comic book <laughs> podcast from two like people that, that yeah. barely have any time to do anything. Watch movies or play games. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Just to fall back into that conversation for a second, it's like it's like 13 episodes. I don't have thir- like that takes me. It takes us forever to go through because I can watch one like every third night. <laughs> like I don't, everybody else in the world is like, yeah, I blew through it in a day. I'm like, where do these people get through, get 13 straight hours to watch a television show? It's kind of good because the happiness comes from the expectation. Yeah. Not from the uh, experience of the actual thing. When you just blow through it, you're, you're kind of not getting the whole deal. Case in point, if you watch uh, Firefly and you keep in mind that it's over in like 12 episodes, you're going to be real sad. But as long as you have one episode to look forward to, you're right. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. I watched it once. I thought it was pretty good. The dogs, they're on rotation. They have their own personal schedules. <laughs> and um, if I'm not, if I'm not um, conducive to their process of transferring from one room to another based on their schedules, then they're going to give me static. This is why we, every, we think about getting a dog all the time, but... It's like stuff like once it's like once you have the dog for a few years, you become the dog person, and the dog takes over. Like the dog runs your whole life. <laughs> it's true. And then you're the dog servant, which, which I understand. Like many people in my family are the same way, and I used to be this way when I was younger and stuff. But it's just like I can't have another living thing that I have that level of responsibility for. I had dogs since I was a kid, and I had dogs. All through my twenties, and now it's going to be all through my thirties, and we're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> no more dogs. Wait, you have two dogs, though, right? We have two no? dogs. When, when, when uh, I hope they leave, they live, uh, they they lead long and happy lives. Right. But when they leave us, we're done. No that's more it. dogs. What's your youngest one though? It's pretty uh, young. Six. Right? Oh, that's not too young. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, there's, there's just, I'd like to be able to go on a trip somewhere at some point without going through a logistical nightmare of figuring out what to do with the dogs and then worrying about the dogs while you're there and rushing to get home to get the dogs from the wherever they're boarded and uh, get it enough. Yeah, just a few months we had a dog a few years back that we were the homeless one we were taking care of. That was like, you know, we had to board it once and that was a disaster and and expensive it's like putting up a child it was like a hundred dollars a day or something crazy i don't know seventy dollars a day that seems right yeah it's crazy well that's like that's like now around here babysitters they get i'm gonna become a babysitter on the side like they get a ridiculous amount of money so you go out to dinner and you have dinner for 40 bucks and then you pay the babysitter 60 (laughs) it doesn't make any sense we're looking into that now we've never had a babysitter yeah. But now we're it's thinking painful. maybe taking one day a week off to go to the movies or something. Yeah. Um, but we've never gone through the process of hiring a baby. And the only thing we know is care.com commercials. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we found one or two okay ones that care, but it is a lot of work. And there is a lot of sleazy people on there. So really? that's like the last resort is care. I would say your, your primary <clears throat> kind of path, or the one we found most successful, is grab up people at the daycare or mm-hmm. school. So <clears throat> that's usually that's usually the best. Like, can I just ask the administrator or the teachers if there's anybody who does? Yeah, uh, so usually there's like a main teacher, right? But there'll be like flunky kind of helpers who are like teenage girls or sometimes like where our kids go, they're more like college kids. Mm-hmm. So 
will usually ask them. It's like a whole scene because it's basically like you're dating them. You're trying mm-hmm. to like hit on them, but in a non-sexual way. So you're <laughs> like, um, so yeah, so what's your availability like? Like, are you interested in, you know, coming over See, to See, the dogs, the dogs play to this too because we don't, <clears throat> we need, like we don't need somebody like tomorrow. Right. But we need somebody on reserve who's yeah. trustworthy so that oh. if something happens, the dogs are already ready for them because the dogs will rip them apart if they come here without like right. being introduced. Set up. No, and, you, uh, and you got it. That's the way you got it. You got to, this is a relationship you're building here. You need to get people in the queue so that you have <laughs> at least one that's always kind of around, which right. then means you kind of need to use them yet yeah, like once a week or whatever, because you know, otherwise like they're not going to, they're going to just find other families to babysit for. Right. 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 Um, so, you got to keep them in the loop. Then, you know, you might even want to get two rotating kind of because then they, the good ones always disappear because they have like real lives because they graduate or whatever. They want to go do something real with their life and not just be a babysitter. So then you lose your really good babysitters all the time. So it's a lot of work. Is this something you tell them what you pay or they have their own rates? Is this like a freelancer situation? Well, it's kind of, it's a little bit touch and go. It depends. You could try telling them. You'll probably be better off. But uh, you only have one kid, which helps you. And two dogs. Yeah, you do have two dogs, though. And if they got to do something with the dogs. I mean, I guess it depends how long you're going to be out. If you kind of get them walked and everything, it's really just like, you know, the dogs presumably won't really need too much while you're gone. But if it's just for like three hours or four hours or whatever. But, yeah, that could add to it a little bit. Um, But, I mean, here they get like the minimum, really, for like a college student, somebody who's real-ish, is like 10 bucks an hour. And that's not bad. Up to 15. That's not bad. That's McDonald's minimum wage or whatever it is now, right? Well, it's all cash, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for you, it'd probably be more on Long Island, I would guess. But if you can get it for like 12, that's that's doing pretty good. See, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Well, where's expensive. the sass that gets me a babysitter? Like that? <laughs> that's care, but it's, it's just full <laughs> of weirdos on there, man. You got to really. I mean, you can filter through them, so that's good. So you filter them down, but... I don't know. We did have, we've only had one really good babysitter from care. And then that's pretty much it. That's the other thing with, when you get them like from, if it's somebody, you know, from like daycare and that you've already interacted with, you kind of pre vetted them a bit. Whereas somebody on care, you really have to interview them and then you have them come and like play with the kids for a little bit to make sure they're not totally wacky. Maybe I'll ask the neighbors. That's a good What's up? Asking the neighbors who their babysitter is. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, if you uh, definitely if you have other people who you know who use babysitters, that's good. The only thing I'll say about that is that they will be loath to give up their babysitter. Like, <laughs> they will not want to share their babysitter because their babysitter is good and they don't want to share. It's like they've got their you know significant other and they don't want to share them with anybody. So you'll find it that people don't want to share their babysitters. Generally speaking, damn greedy neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> because listen, once you work this hard to get a babysitter, you don't want somebody stealing your babysitter. <laughs> it's right. not the old days where you just had the kid next door, you know, and here's two bucks, you know, you're 10 years old and watch my three-year-old. <laughs> That's like Jamie. She was watching kids at like 10, 11 overnight. Like she's there to like four in the morning and stuff, you know, two bucks an hour. Yeah. It's not like the old days. <sighs> Hast. Hast. See, look, we had a nice conversation. It's a little bootstrapping uh, daycare. We, we've had some ideas around bootstrapping, uh, like, a, like kind of an au pair service, but just for babysitters, like bespoke. I have, a, I have a ton of ideas for physical stuff like that. Just, I'm never going to get off my ass and do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I have to get really sick of running a software company to consider. And even then, it's probably going to be like some sort of a, a thing that will make no money, like set up a whole bunch of gaming consoles and serve coffee and Right. Restricted to 18 and over. So it's like adults playing video games, having coffee, <laughs> and playing board games. And it's just like basically a place where I want to be well, all day. And you know, they it'll have those like no adult money. coloring books now and stuff, you know? It's like, oh, that's a God. <laughs> the, the kid the kid things for adults. That's a good market. Hast, how are sales today? What's going on with Hast? All right. So here's the update. So we, uh, so it's kind of weird because we've been talking a lot about it, right? But the audience doesn't like, know too much about everything that's going on. But uh, in summary, we started kicking this idea for this app around. We talked about it more in depth last week. So listen to that show if you haven't. But uh, as we get more and more into it, like it's getting closer to being ready, pretty close now for beta. And you've done, you know, 99% of the work. And 
as we get just deeper into it, I'm just starting to realize that my ability to contribute to this is not really going to be A, fair, which is part of my problem with it, and B, um, with all the stuff we have going on with HelpSpot, just get another thing rolling that software like is going to probably be just too much for me, both personally with all the kids and all the stuff I have to do there, and then also with Userscape. So uh, we kicked it around, and you're going to release it under Antair um, rather than under kind of our combined company, which we still kind of manage the podcast through. And I'm going to still be a participant and test it and give feedback, and we'll talk about it on the show a ton and do all that kind of stuff. But uh, you are going to do the day-to-day of it and take it over as an Antair product because you should get all the reward for it, first of all, when it's successful. And... Uh, you know, I'm just not going to be able to contribute enough. Like we have so much going on with HelpSpot to keep that rolling. Um, that you know, it's like one of these things. I make these mistakes all the time. Like this is the same kind of <laughs> same thing as Snappy. You just got out of Snappy, right? Exactly. It's the same mistake I made with Snappy. So that was like me and Jamie were talking about this the other night, and I mean, I have this huge list of stuff to be done for HelpSpot in the coming year, and it's like. This is just the same. I just do the same thing over and over. And if you listen to this bootstrap, you'll hear me making these same mistakes. Uh, if you listen to previous shows where like, you know, I think it's the entrepreneurial nature, right? Is like, you're always thinking of these new ideas, like this whole discussion we just, we just had here. You know, new ideas just pop in your head all the time and you get excited about them. Um, and the same thing happened with Snappy. And, you know, Snappy really hurt HelpSpot because for a couple of years we weren't really focused on HelpSpot the way we should have been. And so, you know, now we're reconciling all those things and it, it's moving really fast, which is great. But, and while this wouldn't have been as distracting on my end in terms of like there weren't going to be Userscape staff working on it. So, you know, those kind of things would be moving forward. Um, but my time is still, you know, pretty limited and me being distracted with a second kind of full on business product that doesn't mostly run itself, like Lara Jobs mostly runs itself, you know, the podcast, you know, we do this podcast and we record for an hour and someone else edits it and we put some show notes together for an hour. So, you know, that's not too bad. It's fun and it's not a huge time commitment, but you know, when people are paying you for a software product, um, that's a business product, you know, there's going to be a lot of support and uh, just constant iterating on the product and websites and Stripe's going to screw up and charge everybody the wrong amount and then we're going to have to credit them and on and on and on. And so, there, so that would be highly distracting for me. And then in addition, I still just think it's not, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to put in the same level of time. So I think it's not really fair, which is kind of my other problem with it, which I know you were okay with that part of it, but that still bothers me a bit, that end of it. But uh, so anyway, we, that's kind of the update on that end of things. That's fine. I, I, I'm fine with that. Um, nothing changes as far as people who are interested in using it. The beta is nope. still on schedule. Yep. Um, I pretty much have to do a little bit more polish on it, like icons and coding signatures so you'll have a smooth installation experience and all that uh but everything is on track so it'll just be released under Antair instead of under quantic insights but um uh, right so nothing changes as far as the beta group and of course there hasn't been anything under quantic for the final product so everything will just start out with Antair as far as website and all that um yeah so it's going to run off of howarsalestoday.com yep i was going to stick to that name yeah, it was, that was the funny thing. We were talking about that, and uh, I was like, oh, I wonder if he, you know, because I know you were iffy on the name a little bit, but now it's it's grown on you. Yeah, well, it can't be QI bar. Now QI well, will be meaningless. <laughs> well, even if, it, even if it, you could do that name, but I just think it's not, that's not a good name in general. I don't yeah, think. so how are sales to come? That's fine. Hast. How are sales today? Uh, how are sales today? Yeah. That come. Uh, yeah, so everything's on track with that, and uh, we have a bunch of people waiting for the beta. I'll release that soon. So on the how are sales today? Um, kind of in the latest alpha release, which we're just kicking around right now, we got performance stuff fixed. Uh, it's running a lot smoother. Um, kind of, kind of in the last iteration, really got the UI kind of tweaked up. So it's close, it's really close. And I think it's going to be a super useful tool. I mean, uh, just the desktop notifications when you have transactions, being able to scroll through 
events, um, whether it's refunds or new transactions or new subscribers, all those kind of things are going to be really useful features. Um, yeah, I'm going to use it even just for help spot stuff we're doing, which is very different from other tools of its kind, uh, is that it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be using Stripe subscriptions to get, make use of it. So I think that's a really cool differentiator as well versus kind of all these other purely SaaS metrics tools um, is that anybody using Stripe just for transactions uh, can use it and it's going to be really affordable compared to the other SaaS metrics solutions. So I think it's going to be interesting. Definitely for the, the bootstrap uh, clientele out there, I think it's going to be the right tool for a lot of people who listen to this podcast and kind of in our circles. Yep. So for the time being, if you want to sign up for the beta, it's at quanticinsights.com. Yep. There's a sign-up thing there that'll just go to a list and I'll notify you when the beta is ready for this thing. And we're going to have a whole bunch of, you know, we'll put information up on uh, discuss forums and all that stuff as as the beta rolls out and we'll get that all up there. So right. That'll be cool. All right. What else is going on? Do, 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 do nothing. Doing a project for DNL. Um, mobile. Mobile, yeah, iOS and Xcode, and that might be my last consulting gig. You're getting out of the game, probably for a while. Yeah, um, it's a, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a couple of months worth. Oh, okay. it's uh, iOS and Android, and it's a new thing. Um, yeah, and uh, so that and um, Hast, and then you know I still have a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be looked at once I'm done with the consulting stuff, Scribbleton and. Overdeck and Quinn too. How does Scribbleton uh, do kind of like, because it's still just free to download and everything, right? Yeah, people using it, not paying it. For right. it. <laughs> you guys got to flip that switch on too while you're <laughs> kind of when finishing up the billing stuff on the Hass stuff. You should just set the billing stuff up for that too and make it like on the Antair login where you can uh, you know, manage both or whatever because those are even they're not, they're not complimentary in that they work directly together, but they're complimentary in that the kind of people who are, are going to be using one are likely to be using the other, I think. Less so on Scribbleton to, to how our sales end, but definitely on how our sales end to Scribbleton. So I could see some cross-pollination there. I, don't, I can't be certain on who's using Scribbleton, but I have the feeling just based off of some like Twitter chatter here and there mm-hmm. uh, that it's a lot of like non-techies, designers and teachers and writers no well that's i mean that's a logical market for it but anybody using how sales like a personal wiki kind of thing is an interesting idea to them i feel like yeah i mean it's just someone who's inclined to want a desktop version of what is traditionally quote-unquote going to be a SaaS app you know again the same thing with a wiki right like traditionally traditionally farther back was a desktop app, but now you'd consider it more of a SaaS app kind of thing. So having a desktop version of that kind of makes sense. And Terra slowly replacing its uh, mobile stuff with desktop stuff and some other stuff. And the website doesn't reflect that at all. Yeah. Just like when we went into full-blown into consulting stuff, then the website was, Ontario.com was still all BlackBerry. Right. <laughs> and now it's all consulting and we're not really doing consulting anymore. So. But let's like, uh, even our website, I'm in the middle of rehashing some of the help spot website again. And it's like maintenance on websites is just never ending. It's ridiculous how much work it is to keep it up to date. And it just feels like it's never ending. It doesn't feel like it, it, it's meaningful either because it's just yeah. like a synchronization to the current status. It's not like it's converting anything or sending right. anybody anywhere. Or even when you do a bigger conversion or you update the design, like that takes forever. And then you don't know if it's even a good idea. <laughs> I guess that's why you're supposed to do it. Smaller changes, but I don't know. None of our sites have enough traffic to do a lot of meaningful A-B testing, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't know, at least HelpSwap doesn't get, you know, we're not doing 100,000 people a day or whatever where you can be like, all right, I'm going to segment off this big group and try a bunch of different stuff. I've been using the wrong mic this whole time. How's that? <laughs> All of a sudden, E is in a different direction. All right. Yeah, it's fine. Better? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a weird transition. So fixing, switching my mic to the right mic uh, makes me sound better. Ian is back from his Grand Central over there. <laughs> Why did you tell the me it sounded bad? 
I mean, it's it's like when you listen to AM radio. Until you switch to <laughs> FM radio, you don't really notice how crappy the AM radio oh, is. Oh my goodness! Dave, Dave can fix it. <laughs> no, no, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna make it sound great. He's he's uh, he's fantastic at what he does, but he's not a genie. <laughs> oh, we're not going back and re-recording, so we push ahead. <laughs> What's going on with the? Uh, what else is going on? Use escape, whatnot. Uh, I got actually a few notes here on some help spotish kind of stuff. Uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to get back into writing some blog posts. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm going to try because I feel like there's this middle ground still of things I want to talk about. I don't like it. Doesn't entirely fit into a podcasty kind of format, and you want to think about it a little bit more than on a podcast, or just kind of like shoot from the hip and. Uh, but man, when you sit down to write, like I wrote, I wrote half this article today and it was brutal. <laughs> I haven't written an article in a long time, you know, I'm like, oh, it's just killing me to go through this article. Like I want to share the information, but that's just like the act of doing it is, is painful to me. I, I, I think I have to like, get in the routine of it, you know, but uh, I want so I want to just do some more articles on just my ianlandsman.com site. So I'm working on one about an on-premise app moving to SaaS. So what we've done with HelpSpot and just like considerations for people who have on-premise apps that might be considering this, or there's also even a few things in there that would be useful. Even if you're running a SaaS app, things you might want to think about with on-premise. So just stuff like that, that I've been thinking a lot about this past year that might be interesting to document, but That'd be interesting. I've never seen an article from you on the other side of it, how the, you know, what to look out for when you're doing an on-premise app, because you got a lot of experience in that. And the oldest, the oldest one, the only one I've seen was like from 2004 when you did like, look at my two Samsung monitors set up. <laughs> and oh, by the way, here's why I'm not using Cold Fusion for my product. <laughs> That's like the only mention of that stuff. But that I'd be interested be in seeing that article. That's an interesting idea. Some kind of article about the kind of well, this would be a good setup article for that because this this would be kind of, is like a broader, a little bit more of an overview kind of thing, and then and then uh, and the difference between or the transition between on prem and SaaS, and then one that delved into the kind of ugly underbelly of an on premise app, and which would also be applicable to really you know any open source app or other things like that. Um, that could be interesting. And then I wouldn't mind doing some more technical ones too, or I don't know, I might need Fideliper uh, to, to help with some of those on some of the very specific technical things we've done. I think that could be interesting to go over too, but I don't know. Right now we're in the middle of this move to the subscription pricing for HelpSpot. So Eric's been working away on the new or changes to the whole store infrastructure since we have to keep all the old infrastructure for not old because it was just rebuilt, but the existing path through the HubSpot store um, for existing customers who are on an owned license and a different path for new customers who will be on a subscription license. So that's a whole big mess. Not a mess. I mean, it's it's coming along fine, but it's just a whole thing to build out because we couldn't just use Stripe subscriptions since we take invoices and they don't deal with invoices and purchase orders and all that kind of stuff, which I know is another article of mine you like from mm-hmm. back in the day that I should probably, I should probably just like publish that, like republish that or something. But uh, so building out all all that stuff. Uh, but that should launch at the end of the month. There'll be like a nice quiet time launch it at the end of December. And <laughs> when nobody's paying like attention. Right. <laughs> and yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the existing customers won't be impacted because they can, you know, they'll still have the same pricing and be able to buy licenses and renew support and everything. Thinking about the pricing is a little bit tricky. It's like, there's so many factors because all the regular pricing factors when you price anything, but then there's the existing customers and like, do you worry about the new pricing being like fair for them? Not that they're going to be buying it, but like if we made it a lot cheaper, which I'm not going to do because I don't want that kind of customer, but if we made it a lot cheaper across the board, um, that would in a sense almost be unfair to the existing customers. So you can mm-hmm. think about stuff like that. Uh, uh, you know, and that's a mistake we made with Snappy. We were we had a bunch of customers on Snappy at twenty dollars user, and then we ma- ma- moved it to ten. And obviously, all the existing customers wanted to move to the ten dollar plan, so we moved them all, and that cut revenues in half, which was bad. So uh, that that aspect of it does is kind of popped in my head. Um, 
but you know, we're going to do, you know, something that's probably a little bit more than it costs now, but be easier for people to add up uh, quickly without a lot of explanation because they'll be able to compare across, you know, any tools since they're all priced this way now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might do like a higher tier that's more kind of hands-on support associated with it. So that would be kind of an interesting experiment. Um, I also thought about experimenting with, you know, we talked about this last week where, you know, HubSpot doesn't, isn't really sold in kind of the bootstrapper circles at this point. And so I was thinking about that and I was like, well, now I was looking around and some of the other tools do have like really cheap kind of for startups or really small companies. Uh, so I was thinking about us maybe doing something like that, like a super cheap plan that we basically, you know, break even on at best, but it's limited, you know, has limitations and it's limited to not too many users, but as a way where, you know, for that, the bootstrapper ish type companies could um, use help spot without it being so much upfront and those kind of things. So, I don't know, I might, might experiment with that too. I might even do something like just offer it, like do this podcast at first or something like that, <laughs> or just on here in the discussion boards and not necessarily publicize it per se and just see how it goes. Um, so at least I know it's like friends and family using it to start. And if we actually lose lots of money on it, then we... Uh, Except the forum has like thousands of people on it. Right. <laughs> friends and family, everybody, whoever wants uh, to you know, They're all part of our big community. <laughs> bootstrapper friends, you know, only how many of them are going to be looking for, you know, a support solution at that moment. So, uh, you know, Hey, if there's a big run on it, then that would be, would be an interesting sort of uh, occurrence as well. And could figure out if that's good or bad and see how that goes support wise, how it, uh, you know, how to, how we deal with that. I mean, one of the nice things about the hosted help spot is that, Generally, there's less support, and certainly it's less complicated support. It's not people's servers you're messing with and all that kind of stuff. So it does make offering a low-cost version a little bit easier to stomach versus you know, the on-premise one we couldn't do that with since it's just too expensive to mm-hmm. support. So, uh, you know, things, things like that to play around with. So <clears throat> it'll be good to get that out, and then Eric's going to be working on a whole bunch of new help spot stuff, which will be cool. And... Uh, so, so much stuff to do, but a lot of stuff going on with features and stuff over the coming couple months. How's everybody working out? How's Rebecca in her new sales position? Good. Good. Having a salesperson is great. Definitely highly recommended. <laughs> should, have, should have done that forever ago. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, just somebody to walk these you know, enterprise-ish customers through the sales process is really the main thing so that they don't wander off or forget about you or just simple things like making sure they get the approvals that need to happen. Um, it's also been useful for people moving from their own installations to HubSpot cloud so that there's somebody to, you know, talk over more specifically with them about the upsides of that and what they, why they'd want to do that and those kind of things. So that's all been good. It's all been good. Uh, Matt, who's new support uh, person, has been spectacular, revolutionizing our support process. And it's it's interesting just splitting up support and sales, essentially, although previously, essentially, I was kind of the main salesperson and Rebecca would answer pre-sales questions, but primarily was working on support. So it was kind of just a do everything kind of role. Uh, we're having them broken out is so much nicer because it leaves a little bit more time and support for doing other things like optimizing just our own support systems. And he's doing some nice things with, you know, they just started and was talking to me about yesterday, actually with following up with certain customers and uh, um, updating knowledge books and things like that. And we're going to be doing, we started doing live training webinars, which has been nice. Uh, so I've been doing those to start, but he, he's going to be taking those over. So that's been really well received. A lot of customers uh, attending the the live training. So another, again, kind of enterprisey-ish offering uh, with with the go-to webinar we're using for that. But it's, it's good. Did you move into the new office yet? Nope. I think that's still ongoing. So DNL, my brother's company, is uh, kind of spearheading that. And I'm just renting an office within their bigger office. So once they get all the contracts and stuff worked out, then 
we'll be doing that. But you know, I don't think it'll be till after the new year mm-hmm. at the earliest. So a little bit of time. I'm a little bit worried about that because I don't know if I'll actually go, but we'll see. I've, but, I've, I'm like sitting. It's not even Ethan anymore. It's like the dogs now. I, 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 Ethan goes to bed <laughs> and I want to just relax for an hour and like do right. nothing. And that's when the dogs like when, when my, my son goes to bed. That's when the dogs wake up. Like, oh, all right, now we're not impeded in any way right. by it's this little turn. kid right. running around. Now we, now it's our turn. So then they start running around me, and they want stuff. And I'm like, you don't understand. My brain turned off because my kid went to sleep. This is how it works. My brain now is off, and I'm done. And they're like, <laughs> no, no, no. Now it's our cycle. Oh, and goodness. now, like, I want an office to go to after <laughs> nine o'clock at night. <laughs> Just. <laughs> To get away from the dogs, just to decompress. Yeah, that's a good idea. You should look for some space. I'm sure there's got to be some space around you somewhere. I think that's what normal men go to bars for. Right. <laughs> I'll, take my, I'll take my can of seltzer and I'll go to the nearest pub. You got to go to the over 18 game and coffee shop. I that wish they had that. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's a good idea. It's something, something not semi along those lines. I wouldn't mind doing my spaces, doing like some kind of local business, a software group for people who might be interested in software or whatever. I don't know if I'll actually find anybody who's as far along as we are, which it would be nice to have a few people around here who have been in business for a while on the software front. But it's uh, basically a front to just sit around and talk about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah it could end up just being that. That's true. But that's all right. That'll you get out, be, get out of the house, yeah. hang out. So if we have this office space, that gives like a logical place to do that without having to, you know, like deal with a restaurant and set aside space and all that kind of stuff. So might do some stuff like that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I can see being there all the time, being there never, and <laughs> anything in between. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I feel like I, I won't know until we have it, and then I'll see if I like Tell me what you know about Backup Pro. Oh, Backup Pro. That's why we're bad at this. I want to know everything. So our friend Eric Lamb sponsored us again. And he's going to sponsor us next week too. Three weeks, Backup Pro. Awesome tool. Um, it's, it's a plugin for WordPress, Expression Engine, Craft CMS, uh, that basically just lets you back up your CMS database, which is super critical, obviously. Um, if you're a freelancer or a consultant of some type building websites for people, this seems like the kind of plugin that you just want to have installed as part of your default setup for the CMS. You just have Backup Pro as part of that, um, that you just build right into your costs and, and give that to people because nobody knows how to back up their database. Uh, you can't trust the, da- the, the hosting companies to do it um, nowadays because that's a, a big mess. And most of them on like virtual machines and stuff just won't or they'll just back up the whole image, but that's not really backing up the database properly. Um, so Backup Pro takes care of everything. It exports them in the proper way from uh, the database and it verifies them, which is a step nobody does. because if you back them up and you don't verify them, what's the point? So it verifies that, in fact, a proper backup was made. Um, It can then, so by default, it's just going to store it on the server, but the backup can then, in addition to being stored in a folder on the the server, can be moved uh, to S3 or Rackspace, um, Google Cloud Files. You can FTP it. You can email it to yourself if you have a small database, I guess. and in addition to local, or you can use all these things together. It can do more than one at a time. Uh, so handles all that. It keeps um, time uh, stamped versions so you can go back in time. All those kind of things. Uh, just amazing. Uh, I, I wish we had something even like this that we could just put into help spot and, and give people because we kind of depend on them to back up the database and be responsible for their infrastructure. But we definitely have customers who you know, aren't really equipped to do that. And it's, it's, if I could drop this into help spot, I would. Uh, so check it out. It's at mithras62.com. So I'll have the link in the show notes, but it's mithras62.com. And 
it's they've given us 50% off. So the coupon code is bootstrapped.fm. And with the, the code, you get 50% off your purchase of Backup Pro. So definitely no reason not to do it. Um, the coupon expires January 1st. So get those orders in. Order several if you know you have upcoming client engagements uh, using the coupon code to get that 50% off. Buy them ahead of the year end. That's something I've been thinking about lately. Things we need to buy ahead of the year end to uh, offset the taxes. So uh, another, a great item to, to use a few bucks on and, and stock up on. So uh, check that out. Mithra 62, Backup Pro. Don't install a CMS without it. It's like one of those bootstrappy things they tell you when you start a company. There's a couple of things that you don't want to build in-house. Tax stuff, payment processing stuff. Right. And like backup stuff. <laughs> backup stuff, yeah. Somebody's already doing it better for relative pennies. So yeah. just, just pick one up off the shelf, a good one like this, and plug it in and go on with your business all the like it's like one of those things just like payment processing there's all these edge cases and weird scenarios you're going to hit with backing up a database that's just painful that's like with HubSpot cloud we just have amazon dealing with the majority of that hopefully now we have our own on top of that but rds you know kind of handles its redundancy and all this other stuff and i know you know it's more money but it's like who can deal with running your own database server it's like that's the worst. I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> it's not for me. So thanks, Eric, for uh, sponsoring the show again this week. Yep. Uh, Mithra62.com. Yep. We got to work on with that domain. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Eric, what's going on, man? What's going on with what that domain? This? That backup pro, that should, it should have its own domain. Oh, there's, a, there's, there's no way. He's I not that rich. Right. <laughs> but I mean, you could have, even if it was like backuppro.io. People or, sitting on all kinds of useful stuff, sleazy people. And 99% of the time when I look for a domain for the .com, it's not even in use. It's yeah. just terrible. And I'm part of the problem there, I realize. <laughs> um, you know what I did? What'd you do? I, I compiled a list of movies. Oh! Uh, because I know you're a movie buff and you're tired of uh, hearing me talking about video games. <laughs> <clears throat> so I compiled a list of movies yesterday. I gave myself 15 minutes for a list of movies and 15 minutes for a list of TV shows. Oh, man. And because, because I knew that I was going to forget some. Right. And if you're going to forget some, you could just sit there for three and a half days. <laughs> trying to find what you missed so i figured i'll give myself an out by saying i just gave myself a restriction in 15 minutes that's and if smart. i can remember stuff within that 15 minutes that's going on the list and otherwise i've only had 15 minutes so you can't blame me <laughs> um so some are left out because i forgot they're not in any sort of ranking um one important thing is that some i haven't some are supposed to be good but i haven't seen like shindo's list mm. because they're hard to watch personal reasons so i'm right. not listing that but obviously that's like on the top whatever that, so those are more like movies those should be their own list of movies you want to see okay yeah fine fair enough now one one side note um this is um how do i explain this this follows my uh my own uh uh personal ranking system like personal enjoyment ranking system like when somebody rates movies or video games or something on like a five star basis mm, right um when you're rating things for other people, uh, you're sort of um, limited in a way that, like, when you when you're rating a game, you have to figure out like what the context. The rating depends on the context of when the game is released, what's going on in the world, or uh, the expectations uh, given the previous releases by that studio or publisher. Uh, you have to take in, you have to take into consideration the value of how much the game costs for the people. You have to take into consideration. Maybe a lot of people are having technical issues with it. So all of that goes into like the rating of the final product, right? Yeah. When you're rating something for yourself and you're the only master you serve is like the personal enjoyment meter, right. all of that goes <laughs> out the window, right? So for example, I don't like uh, car racing games, right? Mm. So I'll give a car racing game like a four where everybody else, or all the websites, review websites, or whatever, will give it like a nine. Uh, that doesn't mean it's 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 not a nine. It just means my personal enjoyment with it of it was a four, and like that's the only ranking that matters to me because I'm only it's liberating. I'm only 
ranking it for myself. Right. Right. Um, so that's what like the list here might have movies and shows that may not be like nines and tens on the top what I of all time list, mm-hmm. but they're they are for me, right? This, my own personal enjoyment ranking, right? I like this. Now, how many movies are on here on this list? Um, I'd say about 20, 30, something like that. Whoa! Um, but yeah, even remember I told you about that app I have where I record all the video games I played for no reason right. at all? Right. Like, I have that rating there, but it's not a rating of rate this game. It's a personal enjoyment rating. So I can go back and say, oh, I didn't really like it, right? Right. Uh, it's like a um, thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of movies. I'm impressed. So I figured if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. Now see, you're we a fan. Need, uh, you know what's a good site that I never have time to mess with properly is that uh oh, what oh letterbox. You ever play with letterbox? No. Uh, it sounds familiar, like I've seen it, but I don't know what it oh, is. Oh letterbox, that's how they do it. It's a letterbox then a D. Letterboxed.com. What does it do? It's a it's like a social network for movie buffs in, in essence. You know, you have an okay. account and then you can, you know, you state what movies you've seen and uh, you can rate them and put notes about them or whatever. So I know I was, I, I went through a while back and got my account somewhat in order, but it's, it's a lot of work to like put every movie in there. So, all right. So I'm interested in seeing if I, Clearly missed any obvious ones that you would put on this list. All right. Um, I got my, li- I, so I have a list up. I have my list up that we use at Userscape for movies that are required viewing. I um, haven't seen that. Is that actually up somewhere? Like, a- No, it's on, it's on, it's in Trello. I do. Okay. I, this is another blog post I want to write is required movies. Cause some of these are business oriented and specifically I enjoy them for their business aspects. And others are just, you know, movies that you should see. Because yeah, you know, to be a proper human. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, so shoot away, and then uh, we will. You could interrupt we, because uh, okay. it's easier to do it in line rather than go back. Right. Um, but these are not in any order. These are just in the order that I remember them as I okay. was going through my fifteen minutes. All right. So, Garden State, right. um, Blade Runner, yeah. uh, Godfather One and Two, not mm-hmm. Three, yep. uh, Terminator Two. Uh, no other Terminators made the list. Terminator sorry. 2, yeah. I lo- Terminator 2 is the best one. Uh, Forrest Gump, uh, Gladiator. Gladiator. The First Matrix. Yes. Uh, Goodfellas. Yes. <laughs> Danny Brasco. Rocky IV. <laughs> uh, uh, the Professional. Ah, I like that one. Pitch Black. Uh, oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I haven't seen that. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, we have to talk about that. The first Batman. Uh, Michael no, the, fir- the first first Batman. Michael like, Keaton Batman. Okay. Right. Trading Places. Ah, oh, classic. Uh, Some Like It Hot. Uh, 2001. Yeah. Uh, the Rock. Ah, oh, classic. Uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, no Country for Old Men. Ah, uh, good one. There Will Be Blood. Uh, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. There Will Be Blood. I didn't like the ending. You did not like that nah. ending. That's the only thing with that one. I thought the ending was weak. Yeah. I, I like, uh, it really explores like misanthropy. I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not many things do that well. Mm-hmm. Harold and Kumar, the first one. Right. Monsters, Inc. Inside Out. Uh, Moon. Mm. <laughs> Moon. Yeah. Um, A Beautiful Mind. Uh, Watchmen. Tropic Thunder. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> uh, I laughed a lot. It's rare that I, it was funny-ish, but I, I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. Um, Die Hard 1 and 3. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Serenity. Uh, Sleepers, which is not in a lot of lists. Uh, there's something about that movie, man. Uh, first of all, it's well-acted. Brad Pitt in it is really good. Second of all, it's really hard to watch. Uh, and third of all, uh, it made me hate Kevin Bacon forever, which is a weird <laughs> thing because he's like an actor doing a role but i can't watch him in anything else ever from now on uh which is kind of good and kind of bad sorry kevin bacon i gotta watch sleepers i've never watched that and you know that's the thing with uh uh what's his name the guy you just said uh brad pitt brad pitt, mm. brad pitt is good in everything like you think he's just a pretty boy but no 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 so the next good. one the next one on the list is 12 monkeys oh that's a really good one so you want to go watch brad pitt brad pitt um, Brad Pitt is good in, in doing uh, 
nutty characters, uh, slightly off-center. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Contact, uh, The Birdcage. Contact? Hold on, we got to write a contact. You didn't like Contact. I know you just tweeted the other day. I just tweeted it. I don't like like the end. I like... end is weak. I like how... Actually, I like how a little... more down to earth it is because it's like the Carl Sagan joint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a show title right there. <laughs> uh, so I kind of like that it's a little bit more. I mean, it goes out there, but it doesn't go out there like uh, Michael Bay, Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer I Buck mean, obviously, but like, give me an alien or something. Like, give me something. Give me something. Uh, like, end. Uh, it was all right. The I journey mean, was all right. And it's got one of my all-time favorite lines from a movie, which is yeah, the old guy two. when he says, like, yeah. you know, buy two for twice the price. Great line. Uh, the Birdcage. I, I f- Birdcage is fantastic. Uh, as good as it gets. Uh, office Space. Hmm. First DVD I ever owned was Office Space. <laughs> um, the Fifth Element. Oh, that's a good one. Hackers. Uh, forever made me love Angelina Jolie until she grew long hair out again. Uh, <laughs> like anymore. Uh, I, I, ha- I have a thing for women with short hair. Uh, Ghost, uh, my cousin Vinny. Ghost is good. Anything with Patrick Swayze is pretty much gold. I think that's the only one I've ever seen with Patrick Swayze. Well, I guess Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Uh, you've seen Roadhouse? Roadhouse? I have. I, I've seen it like 15 minute here and there so good two o'clock in the morning on some weird channel cheesy so. 80s glory yeah. also you must have seen um the one they're just remaking point break you know yeah break. i kind of seen that the same way 15 minute bursts oh, right? so keanu reeves is in it right yeah it's yeah. classic i don't know why they would make that movie. <laughs> i don't know why either and the first one's perfect you can't it's you know it's perfect late 80s it's maybe it's early 90s it's right in that time frame you know, it's Keanu Reeves. It's Patrick Swayze. It's the the guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers. You can't top that. It's untoppable. Are they are they making Zoolander too? Yes. Another thing that should not be made. Let me tell you. Every they've done a couple little like ten second things, and I was like, boy, this looks like a complete and utter disaster. Every time horrible. you every time you remake one of those, you you notch down the cult status of the original. That's true. But the uh, but the original the the trailer came out and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I haven't seen it actually. I just seen like like posters. I mean, who knows? It's just the trailer. You never know from the trailer. I, it seems unlikely that it could reach the epic proportions of the first one because the first one is just such a surprise and so good that it seems unlikely that they could top it. But it's sort of like Hangover. Hangover would have been a much better, stronger yeah. movie historically if there wasn't any of these sequels to it. Yeah, um, I, I think I've only seen the second one. I didn't even see the third one. I, I just saw the first one. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so, My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. The good. Two Utes. Two Utes. Spies Like Us. Oh, yes! Wow, uh, Spies shy. Like Us is a must-watch 80s Soviet. Right. It's Rocky <laughs> Five, Rocky Five, Rocky Four, and Spies Like Us. Right, right. Um, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Two? Uh, yeah. I... I just just give me more Ghostbusters. I'm not gonna leave it on the table just because you know, it's Ghostbusters. Are you excited to see the upcoming remake of that? I don't know. It's an all female cast, but I, I don't know. think it's gonna have Murray in it. They said so. I don't know about that. Uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah, classic. Uh, uh, bad Boys. The first Bad Boys. But there's uh, something about this. I don't know. Maybe it was. It was. I mean, this. This is an example of it being my list. Yeah, it was the right 90s. place at the right time. Right. But, it is pretty good. I like the camera work in there. The shots are lined up well. There's a lot of like shots from like at ankle level right. looking up. It makes stuff look better. Uh, Conair. Will Smith on top of his Will Smith game. Yes. That's right. Yeah, Conair. Good one. Rush Hour. Uh, speed. Ah, oh, Speed, yeah. Desperado. And Twins. Twins. I like twins. <laughs> I, I'm kind of a sucker for Schwarzenegger comedies, and I was split between Twist, Twins, and Kindergarten Cop, but I like twins more because Danny DeVito's in it. I like Danny DeVito. You, you ever seen Romancing the Stone? That's a good Danny DeVito. I might have been uh, probably too young to actually see it. Yeah, Michael Douglas. That's good. It's not really a comedy, but good. Yeah, so Schwarzenegger, uh, what's that one? Last Action Hero. I didn't like that one. And what's all the ones that are the same? There's Last Action Hero, and then he did one... Um, uh, with the woman with the short hair, uh, she's in uh, she's in Trading Spaces too. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. He, you know he played a spy, right? In yeah, trading, oh, well, she's not trading spaces. Uh, trading places. Trading, trading places, places. Yeah, she, he played a spy in it, right? No, and she's uh, a spy? Uh, uh, no, he played the spy. She does oh, a yes. pole dance and yeah, yes, yes, yes. And uh, Ro- Roseanne, Roseanne Barr's husband is in it too. Yes, that's right. Is she, is she still Roseanne Barr? Ro- Roseanne, what was her name? She changed her last name a couple of times because she got married a couple of times. Did right? she? I haven't even thought about her in like forever. forever? Yeah. <laughs> like All right. Forever. I don't know if you have any feedback on the TV stuff. I mean, on the movie stuff, I got TV stuff coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a couple I haven't seen that I know are classics that I need to see, like Hackers and Sleepers. Mm-hmm. So I've pulled a couple things off your list here. Wouldn't watch them. Um, wouldn't watch them together. No? No. <laughs> need a little separation there? All right. Hackers is uh, Hackers is silly, and I just like it because Angelina Jolie's in it. Right at the time where I loved her more than anything. Right, and Sleepers is a serious movie. Sleepers has a ridiculous cast. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those films. Like the, there's a movie that came out this year. I forgot what it's called, but it's like one of those that's not being played up all that much, but it has a fantastic cast. Um, Michael Keaton is in it, and like a bunch of people are in there right now for spotlight oh, if you go look one. at spotlight on imdb right now it's like everybody who we ever loved from the 90s i think is in it right <laughs> um yeah so sleepers is just like that it's like uh, uh jason patrick is in it uh, uh yeah, de niro yeah Can a lot of people mentioned yeah there's a few all right so i have a few uh, i'm not gonna go through my whole list but ones that i think because my list is personal too but there's a few missing from your list, I feel like. Okay, yeah. Well, first more of all, than a few. Here, all right, so here's an obvious one. You don't have any of the Star Treks on there. I don't like any of the Star Trek movies. Okay. They're not memorable at not all. Not even Khan? No. I mean, that one moment from Khan, there may be like <laughs> moments here and yeah, there. Yeah, the but... middle of that movie is not that good. That's, uh, I like the end. The middle's not that good. The, right. There's moments and there's like movies. Like there's moments like, like the crew of the Enterprise walking through San Francisco looking for whales or whatever, but it's like... The whole movie is not there, so yeah. I didn't list it. All right, what about Willy Wonka? I don't, I don't like Willy Wonka as a story. Nice. There's something creepy about it. Yes. And then I read it the first time. Oh, see, it probably ruined it for you because you read it. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I read it as a kid, and since then, I don't really like him. And I'm surprised about your 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 Pixar selections. No um, Toy Story. I didn't like Toy Story. Huh? I yeah, I like the sad ones. So I guess the last no Toy Wally? Story, but I haven't watched what? No Wally. I could. I was sitting there trying to remember whether I should put Wally on the list, and I don't remember it being all that. Like I liked it as I was watching it, but it didn't stick mm-hmm. around in my head, so I didn't add it. Right. Inside Out seems to be sticking, but I also watched it recently. Recently, so right. I don't know. You have to see. All right, what about uh, No Fight Club? I didn't like Fight Club. <sighs> I don't like Edward Norton. What? I don't like. Who him. doesn't like Edward Norton? Uh, uh since I watched the uh, uh, American. Oh, American uh, yeah. X thing. Or? No, American. No, no, that's right. <laughs> that's American History X. American History X. It's the same thing as with Kevin Bacon and Sleepers. Now I can't watch him in anything. <laughs> so this is not a movie I put on my all-time list or anything, but I do have a soft spot for this movie, which is. Uh, Kevin Bacon's in it, and he's the Invisible Man. It's I not called I didn't that, like though. that. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's called that. I don't know, but he's invisible in it. It's based on the, on the story. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like, didn't that like it either. Yeah, it's, it has the same creepiness. Kevin Bacon, the sleepers. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, the same Bacon in every movie. He's Kevin Bacon. Uh, that also had that that girl who had a good run of movies because she's in, she's the girl from Karate Kid. Shoe, sorry. Yeah, Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. She does. Uh, she did Leaving Las Vegas. Is that her? With uh, with um. Yeah, what's his name? He's good. You got him in The Rock, at least. I got him in The Rock, but it, he's not the reason The Rock isn't there. <laughs> it's um, uh, what's his name? I love that actor, and I forgot his name. The one who played the um, not, I guess, the main bad guy, but he wasn't really the bad guy. I gotta look it up. Now you, you all have to wait until I look it up. I'll listen to you type. The Rock, and I get fucking Dwayne Johnson. Yes, I know. <laughs> Ed Harris. I love it. Oh, Harris. Ed Harris. I love Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris is great. Um, you don't have any, I don't think, unless I missed it, any Tarantino. Um, Pulp Fiction? Reservoir Dogs? Nothing. Uh, I was thinking about from Dusk Till Dawn. He technically not a Tarantino, but he's mm-hmm. in it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of liked it as a kid, but it's a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even justify putting it on there. I mean, George Clooney's in it and literally said I needed the money, so I took the right. role. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, no I, ET. I didn't like ET. I I think I overwatched it when I was like eight. Mm, I was sick of it. Yeah. Ferris Bueller? Plus, when I was when I was eight, I looked exactly like Elliot. Like people used to oh, stop me. In the That's street. always rough. Yeah, I, I got a lot of that myself, and not from from because uh, I had glasses, so and I was tall, so I got the uh, Egon, a lot of Egon. Yeah, put Ferris Bueller on my list. I forgot Ferris. Bueller. All right, good. I don't have to divorce you. I don't um, know why that didn't pop up in any of my like top thing from the eighties and nineties, but whatever. Karate Kid. No, I didn't really like him. Funny Farm. That's a good eighties one. I didn't or, like Funny Farm. Or, uh, vacation. Oh, I guess yeah, maybe Funny Farm. Funny Farm, good. Well, the vacation, I, I, yeah, funny vacation. Farm is better than the Vacation movies, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add Funny Farm. Well, well actually, about, forget that. If, I, if we we're going to go with that, we'll just go with the Spies Like Us. That's about yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Spies they, Like they, Us is he better. He just made like four of the same movies, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But that was, that was the 80s. That was what was yeah. being made. This right. popular guy making 500 <laughs> of this. It's like... Uh, um, oh, oh, God, I'm spazzing out on all the names. Beverly Hills Cop and all that lot. Eddie oh, Murphy Eddie, is Eddie in a Murphy. million things in the 80s that are all the same. Speaking except- of that, which just popped in my head, is uh, the, uh, the movie everybody likes on your list. I, I, I only watched it once and I didn't get it. So well, I'm not going to go through the list now. But. No, the uh, the one where he says dude through the whole thing. The dude. The guy's name is the oh, dude. Oh, the Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. It's a fantastic movie. Really? Yeah. I watched it like 18 times. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I watched it and I just, I didn't get it. You like movies with quotes. That is the movie with quotes. I mean, like every second line is a quote. Quotable is extremely high on my list of importance about a movie. And that is apparently very quotable. I mean, it rivals Seinfeld. It's (laughs) it's higher than Zoolander on the quotables list. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't sync with it. Here's a good 80s movie, Strange Brew. Never seen it. Never heard of it. You're going to have to watch that. It's uh, Rick Moranis and uh, Dave Thomas, I think his name is. Well, and I, it's I like these like two Rick brothers Moranis. and all they do is love beer and they go to this crazy beer place and it's like really this big plot to, I don't know, kill people or something. It's like a totally off the wall. I think it's based on like an SNL skit, but it's early 80s. So it's really. Let's go through my TV series thing because we're over an hour and I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I cracked open the salsa can, remember? No, that was uh, Pat's Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me just see. Let me make sure we didn't miss anything big. Scarface? I didn't like Scarface. I think he was mean to Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Of course he was mean. <laughs> He's Scarface. I like Scarface only in that everybody should compare and contrast to The Godfather and realize that it's the same actor. <laughs> yeah. How good that man is. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. He just totally, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. How, like, he couldn't be less Cuban looking. <laughs> you believe him. Uh, all right. I guess, I mean, we can go through that. Silence, Silence of the Lambs. I didn't, um, it's not memorable. Yeah, you like that right. dark stuff you said, though. It's dark. You know, I watched a lot of um, BBC versions of detective shows, the British versions of things like Law and Order. Mm. That shit is really dark. Like they do that stuff on TV, what Silence of the Lambs did in the movie. <laughs> so I've been kind of like anesthetized to it. Really? Yeah. I always picture British television as more like politically correct or something. I don't know. No, they're just they're the, they're the opposite. They have so many of these law and order type of things that, I mean, there's so many so many places you could go as a writer that they start exploring really really like horrific torture areas because well, aren't they all like three episodes long the seasons and yeah, stuff like yeah yeah but there's there's so many different ones all right i guess we'll go you don't have blues brothers i never blues. seen blues brothers oh, clash of the titans the original uh it's sort of like in the same league as king kong i'll watch it for the yeah, i mean it's interesting looking but it's not like yeah uh, i i think that's more of like a childhood thing it's not actually a good movie i don't think i should yeah. show that to the I kids mean, i've though. seen that too a bunch of times but it's not on my list it's not i don't think it was good you ever watch Crawl? Uh, sounds familiar, maybe. That's like in that same time period. It's like this fantasy adventure kind of thing. All right, let's go through your TV shows. I don't have I mean, a, there's, a, a there's list the of child, Childhood stuff. Uh, there's a lot of childhood stuff that is not on my list that, that was like pivotal. Like The Gate, 87, is a horror movie. It's a cheap, stupid, 
childish horror movie called The Gate. Hmm. And like nobody will be scared of it over the age of 10. And that was the most frightening thing I've ever seen on television <laughs> or in the movies. Yeah, and, like, some of that stuff I guess you got to leave out. You know? And it got like a 5.9 on IMDb. Right. So, so they're terrible, but they're pivotal for a childhood, but whatever. So I didn't add it to the list. Nobody needs to see The Gate. The Game. You should see The Game if you haven't seen The Game. That's mm. a classic. Michael Douglas, Sean Penn. Mm. Mm. Haven't seen it. TV series. Should we do TV series next week and then I'll make a list? No, I want to make it. I want to go through it because I'm going right. to forget this little pin up that I put up here. That... Oh, you, you want to throw it out? Archer. <laughs> never, never seen it. Black Books. Never IT Crowd. It. Never seen it. As Times Goes but as times go by, it's a stupid British Judy Dench is in it. I it's my it was my my exposure to British television. It will always be wonderful to me, but it's not a, <laughs> people won't like it. Uh Star Trek DS9, Next Generation, and Enterprise. Uh Firefly, Stargate SG1, Atlantis, Battlestar Galactica, Fringe, Knight Rider, Babylon 5, The Wire, House, The Shield, Arrested Development. Better Off Ted, Dead Like Me, Seinfeld, Extras, The UK Version of The Office, Spaced, Mad About You, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, Married with Children, King of the Hill, Freaks and Geeks, and Bob's Burgers. I've literally seen three of those. <laughs> You're not a big TV show watcher. I or if you are, you watch like HBO type of stuff. I right? guess. I, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I was on television like 15 hours a day as a kid, right? Like that's all I did, but... You see Knight Rider? I, no, Knight Rider is one I would say. Seinfeld, Knight Rider, Next Generation. Um, although the a children. lot of these I didn't like. I haven't like I wouldn't know anything from them. Like I watched them as a kid because they were just always on, and right. I don't really remember them much. Uh, Seinfeld is probably the one I remember most. You had one near the end, I think I've seen too. Married with Children. Can Married with Children. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. Married with Children should be like required watching. I would love to, I, I should, I've been meaning to go through and kind of rewatch some of that because I think now with having three kids, it would be just completely hysterical. I have them all on DVD. <sighs> I wonder if they're on Netflix or something. Probably not. Anytime I ever go to find something on Netflix. No, I don't think. I've never seen them on Netflix. Or maybe I haven't looked, but I don't remember. I know. I'm only into t- like this newer phase of TV. So, I mean, I would say like, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, just. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Breaking Bad, beyond there. Yeah, I mean, I know all, this list pales in comparison to all the stuff that's like on HBO and like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and all that stuff. But I haven't, I don't watch that stuff. So it's even Game of list. Thrones, I don't know if I'd put it on. It's hard to put it on an all-time list. I mean, if you've never read the books, I guess it is. But since it's just the stuff in the books, like hacked up. Yeah, but this is know? all-time personal to you. So if you never yeah, read yeah, the books, and, right, right, you know, then, it's, then it's okay. Yeah, I mean, same thing as with the. Uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like, I haven't read the books before I watched the, the movies. So, like, the movies were, like, fantastic. You got to do the audiobooks. Audiobooks are fantastic. All right. That's it. I got to run. <laughs> See, we should have saved it for next week. That's all right. I'll comment on your stuff next week. All right. There we go. Good thing. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. If you want to sign up for Hast, quanticinsights.com. Thanks to Eric uh, for sponsoring with the Backup Pro. What's the. Mithra six, com coupon code bootstrap.fm to get 50% off. So definitely uh, take advantage of that. All right, cool. We'll be back again next week. Thanks.